Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, we're going to talk about God-sized problems or issues. Well, this morning, instead of me doing the usual things, I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit to walk us through these scriptures this morning. I believe in Luke chapter 8. Jesus gives us a picture of what to do with God-sized issue. What's a God-sized issue? A God-sized issue is a problem or issue that you cannot throw money at. You can't talk your way out of it. You can't get your way out of it. It seems like every single door is locked and you seem to be confined in it. No matter what you say, um, a God-sized issue could be you could be in a situation where you're in the need of finances and your family, just like me, are in a hotel and you got a young baby, a young child, you got toddlers, you got uh, small um, middle schoolers and and you need a place to stay. A God-sized issue could be uh, one that's happening in Ukraine where there's a war going on and you have no earthly ideal when it's going to end, how it's going to end, what's going on, how are you going to survive. That's a God-sized problem. A God-sized problem is when you're being accused of something and you're, you know that you didn't do the crime, and yet you're being put away, you're being locked up, and nothing that you say can get you out of that situation. A God-sized problem is when you're, someone has cancer, and you're believing that God would come in and begin to heal your loved one. I think you guys get the point. Let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show us how to deal with it now. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, would you speak to us? Will you teach us what to do with our God-sized problems, with our our issues, our problems that only you can fix. Will you show us how to apply your word to our situation? Now, we realize that sometimes it's a reason why you're allowing it to happen in order to develop us. But show us what to do while we're in the situation while we're facing a God-sized problem. In Jesus' name, amen. I picked, um, I believe Luke chapter 8 is what God would allow us to walk through because uh, there are several instances, but I do want to want you to recall that Old Testament truth as well. If you go to Genesis 37 through 50, as 
you look at what we were teaching on previously with Joseph. That was a God-sized issue. Similar, Joseph was thrown in a pit, God-sized issue. Joseph was sold as a slave, had nothing to do with, he didn't, any of those things he didn't do. Then he was wrongly accused and thrown in a prison, God-sized issue. The only way that he can get out of this and he would become what God needed him to become was to embrace the God-sized problem. And I'm saying to you is the only way that we can get through is by bringing, number one, our God-sized problem or issue to God. He's the creator of everything, so he's the only one that can fix it. Sometimes even I find myself in the midst of worshiping God because in order for you, number two, to take your eyes off of your issue is to put your eyes squarely on the only person that can fix it, and that's Jesus. In Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 22, I'm going to sort of read it, and then I'm going to emphasize certain things. In it, Jesus' disciples found themselves in a similar situation. It says that now one of those days, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat, and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So they set out. And I'm reading the Amplified Bible. But as they were sailing, he, Jesus, fell asleep. And a fierce gale wind swept down. Have you ever, if you went through a gale force wind, like hurricane, Hurricane force winds, you would understand, but imagine you're in your house and experiencing a hurricane, but imagine being out there on a boat and having to go through this. Just for a moment, I need you to put yourself in that situation. Now, I know that sometimes when we have a God-sized problem, I'm going to be honest, it feels like a hurricane. It feels like a hurricane when when you're trying to figure out and you happen to um, pay weekly, uh, a weekly hotel bill because you don't want your family to end up on the streets. Uh, and and you're working, but you have a, 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 a young baby and you have a two year old. That's a God sized problem. And you have to feed them. At the same time. And you have to make sure that they go on, go to school. God-sized problem. So, and there is no money in the bank. So you live in paycheck to paycheck. That's a God-sized problem. I'm, I'm saying to you is, God knows every single thing. But here, listen to the lesson. 
they begin to be swamped and were in great danger. They came to Jesus and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are about to die. He got up and he rebuked the wind and the raging, violent waves, and they ceased, and it became calm. Now, I need you to understand, we don't know how long they were riding before they decided to come to Jesus. But we do know they called him master. Can Jesus be master and Lord over your problem? See, because if you're anything like me, we try to fix it over and over again. We try to talk our way out. We try to, then when we can't figure our way out of it or talk our way out of it, when we've had enough, that's when we come to Jesus. But we need to be coming to Jesus right, right at the start of it. Before we call everybody else, before we call our aunts, our uncles, our friends, and our family, God wants us to call on him. And this is what the, the scripture is teaching us this morning. It, it says that he began to calm things and a perfect peacefulness showed up. Does that mean that sometimes the God-sized issue goes immediately away just like this storm? I love the Bible, but the truth in the matter is, even as one storm Everything seemed that the gale force winds sometimes calm down. You seem to go right back into another one where you find yourself, okay, I I got out this issue, but now I got to go buy a home and I can't, I don't see my way. My credit score isn't up here and there seem to not be any homes where I can be able to afford. That's a God-sized problem. Or... I, I'm in this situation. I've already told them I didn't do this. However, I got the handcuffs on me. But however, someone seen me do something that they thought they seen me do. And yet I'm in back of the police car being accused. God size issue. I'm, I'm going to share something with you. Years ago, I found myself in a similar situation. I was in this dispute uh, with a young lady that I was going out with at the time. And we have this sort of conflict. And yet, we were playing, at least I thought we were. So I grabbed her and, and she's laughing and smiling and I pick her up in the car, but somebody across uh, this area saw us and she said hey leave me alone you know and she's smiling laughing and but because of what he seen he called the police and the police turned around and put me in handcuffs she told him no we were just playing that he he wasn't doing anything to harm me Actually, I'm in a relationship with him. But 
because of what it looked like, he was the only one there. And it was only us. They turned around and put me in handcuffs. But I'm going to show you how a God-sized problem would only take a God to deliver you from. Because a few fast forward, a few weeks later, that same police came and showed up. And we had came in contact with this young lady that was in our apartment building. And she was lost. She had, um, she was seen now. So she really didn't know where she was or how to get there. So we had to contact the police. We couldn't find anyone, uh, the people that, who had bought her there. So guess what? The same cop that had put me in handcuffs came on the scene. And he saw us working together and communicating. So fast forward a couple months later, before I even go to be formally go before um, the courts. The prosecutor pulls us in the room and he says, I've heard about you and I know about you and I know you guys hard and I know that whoever it was that seen what they did, that that was not you guys. And he, he said, I don't never do this, but I'm taking this, these, this right here and I'm tearing it up. Watch this. You guys have a wonderful day. See, only God can fix a God-sized problem. I'm going to show you something in this last scripture, and I, I want you to see something. In Luke 26, Luke 8 and 26, the very thing that Jesus told his disciples, and he calms the wind. The last thing he tells them is, where is your faith? After he calms the wind. In the midst of your God-sized problem, it's there to, to grow your faith. That's the one thing that you need to understand. See, I could have been acting in food and cursing out and everything, but in the midst that's what Jesus is trying to get, get you to do. He, it's a test. When God allows it, you need to understand that it's a test of your faith. And then, as they were afraid and astonished, just like I was, when Jesus came through, because, hey, I didn't know how I was going to get through, but all I know is we we're going to pray. And But the very thing that he needed them to do is to have faith because something was about to occur, which is was on the other side, similar to us. He needed us to go through because the very thing that the guy, that the police needed to see, he needed to see another believers and to see people operate and show God's love to someone that they didn't know. Wow. Holy Spirit, I thank you. So in preparation, when they go and sail to the, the other side and they reached on the other side, they stepped out and guess what's coming to them? A man who was demonically oppressed with demons. So the gale wind, the storm was in preparation of what they would have to 
see. If see, if they knew that Jesus could calm the storm and the waves, they didn't have to be afraid when a demon possessed man, because here is a, a man. They said, Who then is this that he commands even the winds and the sea? And they obey him. So you notice if Jesus can cause peace to a storm and winds, what can he do to human beings? What can he do to a person that's in need? What can he do to a person that needs healing? Do you really believe? So seeing Jesus, he cried out with terrible voice from the deeps of his throat and fell down in dread and shouted loudly, what business do we have? This is the demons talking to him with each other. Jesus, the most high. See, he recognized, even demonic spirits recognize who's in control. The question is, as believers, do we know who's with us? Do we know who's living inside? Do we understand what authority that we have, that we have the authority to speak to that disease? Do we know that we have the authority to, to, to declare that God would work it out in Jesus as Lord, even over our issue, our problem? I want you to come down as I wrap this up. And I want you to see what happened in the end. It says that once Jesus told the demons to go out, they begged him to go in to some pigs. They wanted, they needed something. The goal of the demons is to kill something. Their, their job is to enter into something and to kill something. So in order to kill something, hey, let us kill the pigs. So the pigs died. They drowned. But the man became healed. It says that the others in 14, when the herdsmen saw the demon-possessed man, they fled nearby towns, surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. And the people rushed out to see what happened. They wanted to see what happened to the pigs instead of seeing what happened to the man. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been freed from demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed, perfectly sane, and they were afraid. Then those who have seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Remember, the purpose of your God-sized issue is so that others can know who, how big of a God we have. Whatever it is, the purpose is so that we can understand and, and so when the man is saying, and every, when all, all everything at the end, when he's standing there in his same mind, when you're facing what you're facing, and after you come out, 
just like I'm doing, I'm testifying, and you'll be able to know that without a shadow of doubt, without the help of God, that it was God alone that had brought you out. And that's exactly what God wants you to do. The purpose of a God-sized issue is so that you can know and so others can see that there is a God bigger than any issue or bigger than any circumstances that you would face so that the people around can know that God, there is a God of heaven, that there is a God of earth and that he's capable of doing the impossible, the unthinkable and the the unbelievable. But he does heal. He does provide. He can do it all things, if only you just believe. Jesus, as the man, came. He told the man, he said, go. He sent the man home saying, no, because the man begged him, go back to your family, tell them, Everything God has done for you. The purpose of your God-sized issue is so others can know and glorify God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that whatever circumstances that my family and friends find themselves in, Whatever struggles that they're facing, whether it's relationship, whether it's children, whether it's finances, no matter what it is, may they see that you're more than capable of bringing them through. If you can do it to me and do it for me, you can do it certainly for them. Jesus already showed them how he's over in charge of every single thing. Now, Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus that you would expose our motives, our intentions, the things that we may have, our fear. I ask that you would allow my friends and my family to have a sense of peace in knowing that you're right there with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends and family, as we close, I never want to take for granted that people have a relationship with God. So I need you to understand one thing that God cares about you and that he loves you. When you understand that God loves you, you understand that he wants the best for you in your life. But here's the other thing. It takes us growing in our faith and in relationship with him so that when storms happen, when we encounter things, when we need things, we just, he don't mind us just calling out when those times come, but wouldn't you rather have peace even knowing that he's going to bring you through? Well, that happens by establishing a relationship with him on a regular basis. One of the things that I want to do is to first not assume that you know anything about God the Father or Jesus. Did you know that he died for every single one of your sins? And that 
he's not condemning you. He just simply loves you so much. God sent his only son into this world to die for all our sins and, and to give us that free gift so that we can have an everlasting life. So with that, it's just a matter of us accepting what he's done as a free gift. So how do you do that? It's as simple as welcoming him into your life. How? I'm going to walk you through a simple prayer. And you're going to ask God to come into your heart and be your Lord and your Savior. It's simple. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking you to be Lord over my life. I am... I confess that you died for all my sins and that you rose from the grave. Now I'm asking you from this day forward to take control of my life and I'm surrendering it to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, that simple prayer, the next step is just Reach out to us at btcempower.org and hit the info link, um, hit the contact link, whatever it is. Or if you receive these messages, just say, I receive salvation. We just want to send you a free gift. We, we just want to encourage you on a regular basis. We want to make sure if somebody has sent you these devotions, keep listening um, and just keep learning. Have a wonderful day.